on my gravestone it will say he watched more <laughs> kickboxer than the people that made kickboxer i don't want my cheese puffs to get moldy and, and old and stay <laughs> oh i've moved on to my, my little gummy snacks now uh, i'm glad my concept has grasped so <laughs> the hair is long and curly in this movie along with some good special effects i might add Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that says if Jason can go to space and Chucky can have a kid, then it's time for Freddy to come out of the closet. Ooh. I'm Eric Marner. <laughs> oh, and I'm Eugene Weaver. That was good. Well played, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and we're going to have a fun episode tonight. I can just feel it. Uh, we got the roulette. We're going to do theater ticket lottery. Yay! Dun, dun, dun! And uh, recently watched, of course, which has been all over the place since wrapping up the horrorthon, but it will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, so let's not waste any time. Let's dive right onto the roulette. This episode we have Cruel and Unusual up against the Robot Overlords. <laughs> <laughs> um. I'll jump in here and go first, because I'm sure okay. Robot Overlords will be more entertaining, but uh, Cruel and Unusual. Um, I'm going to start right off the bat by saying, <laughs> what's funny is, when we do these roulettes, sometimes we text back and forth, and it's just like, don't do a review or anything, just thumb up emoticon or thumbs down. Yeah. And I sent it to you, and I was like, thumb up, but don't watch it until <laughs> I have a chance to tell you what I think of it. Um and then you went ahead and watched it without. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that was pretty funny to me. But especially because you had no idea what I was going to say. I might have come I, on here and said, don't watch this movie. You know, yeah. <laughs> the, I'll tell you, the the premise of it was it, it was. Oh, wait, don't give your review yet. Let okay. me go first. Yeah. So that way now you can know what I was going to say before you got all Mr. Impatient on me. But um <laughs> oh, this is going to be good. I'm curious because I I'm I still don't know where you fall on this one. Oh, I told you I gave it a thumbs up. I give the movie yeah. a thumbs up. But, but I, yeah, I'm not going to give it. As... I'm not going to give it a huge thumbs up. But I'm yeah. giving it a thumbs up. Um, and as it went along, um, the basic premise was, uh, oh, man, this one's tough to describe. But it's like this guy is accused of killing his wife, or there's some tussle, and he wakes up in this institution, and they say he has to relive this murder over and over and over every day for the rest of his forever. And you learn along the way that he is dead. This is a supernatural kind of thing. And he is in a sort of hell uh, and has to relive this over and over. And as it started out, yes, I also hated the wife and the kid. And it was an accidental kind of death you're led to believe. And Actually, yeah, kind of was. I don't want to give away the entire plot because there were some good twists <laughs> along the way as he, each time he has to relive this day, this killing and whatever, you learn a little more about the characters and a little more about your misconceptions of what you assumed. And so by the end, everything was flipped all the way around. And yes, yeah. the third act, <laughs> the end, is a little confusing and a little inconsistent. It doesn't quite make perfect sense, but it's just an escape and it worked for the movie couple of movies I kept comparing this to in my head. Run, Lola, Run, because of the reliving the same thing over and over, just a little different each time, and Ink. And that's where ah. this movie gets a thumbs up. This was a very low-budget film. You, at least it looked like it was a very low-budget film mm -hmm. um, with all no-name actors, but they were very creative in their set design and very creative in the way that they shot things, and it was 
love or hate the characters or the plot, it was expertly written. It was very well written. Yes, it was. Because uh, I didn't predict anything. I, I had no idea where it was going next. And at every turn, I got a little more... My review got a little more positive. Um, and you know what? That makes, in the end, made for a good movie. I applaud you filmmakers. Good job. I enjoyed your film. Is it something I'm going to rewatch over and over and over? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you in any way gave this one a thumbs up, I encourage you to check out Inc. Because I, it, I, that's a gem in the rough. And uh, I, I just kept drawing comparisons to that movie. So that's why at the end I was like, you know, i got to give this one a thumbs up. I liked it. And I would have told you this, this is what I'm telling you this evening. Yeah. Uh, if you go in with that in mind, you'll probably enjoy it, but I was not going to tell you to run watch this movie. I was going to tell you, like, eh, give it, maybe give it a chance if you're in the mood for that kind of an independent whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and, what and, did you and, think? And, <laughs> well, I, and there were parts of it that I really, really liked. And I actually think that the lead actor I and everybody that was uh, in the ongoing hell, I think that they did really good. But again, the wife, even when with the twists that came along and you start to figure things out, I still did not like her at all. I didn't like her character. I didn't like her accent. And I hate to say that, but I didn't think she was a good actress. Uh, same with the kid. I didn't like them and it pulled me out of the story. Uh, other than that, though, other than that, I did think the movie was cool. I really dug the the classroom hell for eternity. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um uh, but so, were there parts too where they the wife and kid were having um, discussions in foreign language with no subtitles? Yeah, because I tried and tried, and I was like, "This is going on too long. Feels like I should be hearing what they're saying." But me no. too. Yeah, I wonder if they tried to do that. I'm not sure why they would have tried to do that. I don't. Know. I don't know either. Yeah, but it was still. It gets a very very margin. Well, I I gave it two and a half out of five stars. Yeah, so that's a thumbs down. That's okay. yeah, and that's okay if you didn't like it. That's fine. But yeah. I'm not going to take the hit of like trying recommending it to you. Yeah. I told you not to. <laughs> Wait, here's what's interesting though is because I'm thinking back and I'm like, yeah, I did enjoy that movie uh, <laughs> for for what it was. So I, I I think that I was so annoyed with the oh you know what and another thing that I don't want to spoil too much but the ending uh, with the almost time traveling thing and it was it was I figured that it was just a simulation kind of thing, but they apparently were reliving the event over and over and over and couldn't do anything about it. but And it yeah. didn't make a ton of sense. I, I get that, if you really want to pick it apart. Yeah. Um, but I thought it still made for an interesting idea. So. Yeah, because he was able to change things. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway. Oh, that's cruel but and unusual. I, okay. I will say, I, I'm, I'm glad I watched it. It's not one that I'm like, uh... I, I'll tell you, the first third I kind of was getting there because I did not like the main actor guy. I mean, oh, he, really? he did a fine job, but it was the character that I hated. Oh, and yes. he became more loathsome as it went along, but uh, yeah. that was okay. That played to the story. So. It did. Yep, it did. Okay, okay, tell us about the robot overlords. Oh, and I think you're trying to sound like Ben Kingsley? <laughs> no, I don't know. I haven't watched oh, okay. this movie yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> Ben Kingsley and Gillian Anderson are in this, you see. Mm-hmm. Um so, in the future, Earth has been conquered by robots from far away, and a young man joins a resistance movement to combat the invaders. And uh, this movie uh, was... A couple couple things about this movie. Um, 
immediately I was intrigued by the movie when I found out that it was directed by John Wright, and John Wright also made Grabbers. Mm. And I quite liked Grabbers. That was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie is it's PG-13, but honestly, it's pushing PG. Like, this is a tween movie here. Okay. Um, on a lowish budget, um, but the special effects are cool. The CGI works. Um, if I would be a 13-year-old kid, uh, I think this movie would have kicked ass. <laughs> I'm a 40, I am a 41-year-old, and it still had its, it still had its charms. It did. Um, in fact, the first, the first half of it, before it got into an all- all-out all robot battle. Um, and it does. It gets very, very effects-heavy in the end. I actually preferred the uh, the story setup more than the almost... I don't want to say cheesy, but yeah, kind of cheesy. Eh. Like, okay, here we go. Now, overload of, of good but not great CGI... Yeah, um, enough that you can tell it's all CGI. Yes, yeah, it, it, that's what it was. Um, but the story was was really good. How all the humans have to uh, have to stay inside, and they are wearing these these devices on their necks to make so that if they go outside, these the robots show up immediately and then blast them into oblivion if they don't go back in their houses. They figure out these kids figure out a way to disarm them for a certain period of time so that they're able to move from place to place. Before these things reset, mm-hmm. um, and along the way, Ben Kingsley is—he's the bad guy. So he is a human that has teamed up with the robots to be their police, another policeman type guy. And uh, the one kid's dad went missing in the beginning, and it's uh, family drama stuff. <laughs> but paint um, by paint by numbers. Yes. So uh, you know, I'm not sure where you would fall on this. Because it does have a lot of the tween stuff going on in it, and you know um, how I, I love that stuff. That's right up my alley. So yeah, I, I could be a lot more lenient to it. Yeah, but it got the exact same review or exact same score that I gave Cruel and Unusual. I did not hate it by a long shot. I'm glad I watched it. Now never watch it again. But it was like yeah, for an hour and a half, I didn't hate it. Yeah, you weren't in. Uh, it didn't cause deep uh, physical pain or emotional no, trauma. No, I've seen so. way worse roulettes, and I've seen better. So yeah. it just falls... Okay. Both of these seem to fall right in the middle of the pack for me. That's all right. I'll keep it in the queue. And, you know, there's some movies like that that I just keep in the queue sort of like when Netflix is having a dry month, and I've really whittled down the queue a ways, and I need uh, a nap movie on a Saturday afternoon. There you go. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'll keep it around for that, but yeah, I'm not going to be charging after it yeah i you shouldn't but you know it's it's there's trust me there's a lot worse on there <laughs> yep so. we've watched them okay oh yes let's move on and will we watch one. will we watch one again will we watch oh, a dud many. A mediocre, as long as we or... keep doing this freaking bit it's it's and i don't see any end in sight because it just works too well <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, we'll be we'll we'll have our spurts of good and god awful and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the cruel and unusual in between. Um, okay, you just did a review. I'll go first for the next okay. round. Over on my side, you gave me Missionary, which I will never pick. Just so you know, <clears throat> no, that's you. That's a Eugene movie. 
Uh, nothing about that synopsis <laughs> screams watch me to me. It screams run the other way. Uh, Chariots of the Gods has been on my queue forever. That's tempting. Journey to the Safest Place on Earth has been in my queue since it hit Netflix. That's very tempting. Redeemer is in my queue. Uh, that's, a, that's a roulette looking movie, but it's in my queue. Yeah. And Puncture. That has been in my queue, but I think it left, and now it's back. And I read the synopsis, and I'm like, that's interesting. And it's got four stars. Like, ooh. I mean, most of these others are roulette to the core with their Netflix two-star reviews and yada Mm -hmm. yada. That's Chris Evans, right? Yes. Um, And somebody else, I think. Anyway. I think I'm, the only thing that held me back on Puncture was I think it's two hours long, whereas most of the others are 90 or less. It's but, an hour and 30, 39 minutes. Not this, not too bad. Oh, I thought it said 150. Okay. Well, at any rate, I think I'm going to take Puncture because that's okay. one that I haven't really heard about and, and still I think I feel like I'm taking a true roulette instead of just a gimme pick. Uh, the gimme picks would have been Chariots of the Gods and Journey of the, the Docks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me. but <laughs> That Chariots of the Gods... I, I have to see that sometime. One of us has to watch that sometime. I gave it to you before on the roulette. I, I've I've introduced that one before, and I think I even might have started watching it. I don't know. I, anyway, yes, one of us has to see it, and because I've heard people reference it before. Uh, so, yeah, me too. So I want to see what it's all about. Okay, over to you. Okay, so for me, uh, you threw my way. Uh, return to sender. What? Uh, no, actually, you did not throw no, that I, my way. I did not. You threw my <laughs> way. Um, Wolf Warrior. I was looking at uh, previous oh, okay. weeks. Uh, Wolf Warrior, which looks like your standard roulette pick. Uh, <laughs> yep. Hey, as tough. many crappy horror movies as you have, I got crappy Korean films. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like a roulette. Uh, moving on, we've got Slingshot. <laughs> oh, should we just skip to the end? Let's just skip the bullshit and go right to it. <laughs> no, now Slingshot is on my uh, is on in my queue. This does sound really good. I figured uh, it had to be. Oh yeah, uh, guy trying to build a device that can solve the world's water crisis. That I will definitely watch. That is a no-brainer. In fact, I would be hard-pressed to see that not being really good. Yeah. So, keeping but on That here, one's a little uh, long, but I just... It's because the subject matter was so up our alley that I had yes, to Yes, agreed. Um, and then, of course, a girl walks home alone at night, gets thrown back on the roulette. Uh, Missy wants us to review it. One of us has to yeah. do it. It's gotta be in there until... Maybe we should just throw it up in the middle if we... It, it's always on the roulette until one of us takes it. You know, that's it. not a bad idea, because I was at a... Uh, a couple Sundays ago, I was at a uh, movie conversation meetup in Akron, and this movie got brought up. And uh, several people were talking about this movie. Uh, Jess Hicks, who was going to be on tonight, yeah, going to be on in a future episode, but she actually talked about it as well and said it's a great movie. And that we should. So I have not heard. I, I've heard nothing but great things about this movie. So one of us has to watch it. Should I take it tonight? We shall see. And a buddy of mine just today posted. A girl walks home alone at night. Has anyone seen this? This movie was amazing, and wow. listed a whole bunch of reasons. And it's somebody I kind of trust, so it was like, oh damn. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay. it's, let's just make that uh, whether well, we'll see if you pick it tonight or not. But if not, yeah. it's going to be a mainstay of the roulette. I like that in idea. the middle. In the middle, it's always yes. there. Like if 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 the other choices are eh, there's that. Yep, I agree. Okay, so next up, I have uh, you threw my way eighty eight. 
Starring Michael Ironside, Christopher Lloyd. I, and... I feel the need to defend this pick for a minute. Because, have you watched the trailer? Uh, I have not. I just read the synopsis and looked at the reviews. And that does not look enticing. But the trailer actually looked good. Hmm. So I will throw that out there. That That's... I actually watched the trailer. That's why I pitched it back on because it was like, ah, that's a roulette. It's a roulette, but yeah, it did look decent in the trailer. So anyway, sorry. Um, okay. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Now let's get on to your pick. Okay. And then last but not least, we have last shift, uh, a movie that of course, the glee uh, in your voice. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> well, the cover looks like something that, well, Looks like something that I would watch, but thinking it's going to be a turn. It looks like something that you'd throw at me on the roulette. Like, yes. watch this shit so I don't have to. <laughs> but I did, re- I did my research, and okay. not not just horror websites, actually, because I did, after I talked to you, uh, we this movie got brought up just a little bit, and I actually looked at some different reviews, and non-horror sites actually gave this one... Well, uh, yeah, after you up. said something about it, I, I looked at the actual synopsis, and I was like, oh, okay, that sounds pretty cool what is it with like netflix is so bad with some of their covers Mm -hmm. that it's like i look at that and it's like instantly don't even need to read the synopsis i forget that movie no that look seriously the cover i'm looking at it right now it looks like asylum yeah that looks like an asylum picture yeah um but it's not yeah uh and actually the lead actress is uh on uh walking dead i'm not sure who she is julian uh Harkavi, I think. I have no idea. I'd have to. Let me go look here. I'll look and see if I recognize her. Okay. Uh, so anyway, a, a lady cop is, I guess, has to defend herself against something supernatural in a police station. And that is the one that I am going to uh, pick. But no I will say that you gave some pretty good ones here. Uh, Girl walks home. Slingshot. Slingshot to me was. I'm going to watch that eventually anyway. So. But 88, eh, we'll see. Eh. <laughs> oh, it's all right. I, it's not like I'm throwing it to you two weeks in a row. It's just one that, don't don't expect that one to go away. Eventually. No, I'll it watch does. it. Yeah, and who knows? Honestly, I might even watch a couple of these before next uh, episode. Okay. I'm still trying to look up this person, see who they are on Walking Dead. Oh, that cover of Last Shift is so terrible. Even on IMDb, which is what I'm looking at right now, it's... Ugh, it's lame. It's so lame. If you go to Netflix and look at, like, uh, the horror category and just start scrolling through movies, you'll you'll see 50 movies that have a, that lame of a title that... I know. Uh, that you have reviewed, you poor, yes. poor person. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was on four episodes. I have no idea who she is. Oh. Okay, well... Oh, yeah. man, meh, moving on. Okay, so that there you go. Next week, uh, it will be Puncture, first, last shift. Uh, and yeah, the synopsis on that one was like um, Assault on Precinct 13 plus Demons or something, maybe. Yeah. It's like, Which, oh, that's, that sounds good. Yeah. <clears throat> and anymore, <clears throat> I, I, am, I, am, I am seeing a very much a, a pattern here with these uh, low-budget... Uh, movies like in a not in a single location but in only a couple locations Cruel and Unusual is one of them uh, this is probably going to be another one the one that I just uh, let us pray was in a police station um, some of it's like they're low budget 
And you can tell they're low budget because there's only a few actors in one location, one or two locations. Uh, but some of them are gems. Yeah. Some some of them work. I agree. And I, that was one of the things I liked about Cruel and Unusual. You could tell they only had a couple of uh, spots to film in, but I thought that they utilized them very well. They did, yes. that The whole classroom thing, that worked good. And, and that entering, was good. Entering the scene through the closet. Like that was would, cool. Uh, you know, just little things like that yeah. where it's like, oh, that was... You know, good job uh, being creative. Yeah. Uh, instead of being boring. Yeah. Did you did you ever watch Starry Eyes? No, I didn't. It was on my uh, queue for Horrorthon, and I never got around to it. Okay. Much like I have yet to hear your review of Banshee Chapter. Ah. We need to We should pretty soon do another uh, roulette to where we recommend like one that we've actually seen that we're making the other one watch. Okay, again. nope. Uh, actually, we'll have plenty of that coming up because I've been buying some Blu-rays again. Oh, I, good. I have stocked up on some Blu-rays, and so you will have quite a selection. Actually, when we do another Blu-ray round, we'll probably do a double header roulette then because it's so easy when it's like. When yes, you're when you're recommending is. a good movie, it's not like oh, here comes another chore to sit through. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so okay, next round will be puncture versus last shift, and we'll see. Okay, uh, theater ticket lottery. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Boy, it seems like it's been a long time since we've done. Uh, it has been a long lottery. time. This is our fallback. You know, you got to leave them wanting more. And I just yes. it's funny every time I know we're gonna we're gonna do this. I go in my wallet and grab out the, the, the latest batch and throw it into the pile. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is going to be interesting. Okay. Now, I believe uh, last time I said that I keep picking horror and you keep pulling out uh, garbage comedy. So, I guess I'll go <laughs> garbage Didn't comedy. I have... Yeah, and we're, we're obviously keeping track of the ones that we've already had. Um, didn't the one time I have... Uh, we're keeping track, Mo- but I'm Big separating. Mama's House. That's Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. We're keeping track, but I'm separating mine. Like, the ones that I pull out, I pull aside. Uh. No, you just throw them back. <laughs> I don't have a list handy that I can pull up of stuff we've done already. So, maybe start doing that. <laughs> maybe. Get yourself a, I actually, a smaller I, baggie. A smaller whenever baggie. Whenever I come up with, like, whenever I pull my ticket stubs out, I, I actually, I have a document here, my podcast document, I document all that stuff, so. Oh, that'll work. That's fine by me. Okay. Um, do you want to go first, or do you want me to? Um, let me go first here. Okay. Uh, bring us up a comedy. <laughs> I'm going all comedy. Every time I yeah. say horror, it's, a, it's these crappy comedies. Okay, and... I, I'm i not even sure what this movie is. Blink? Uh, was that the one with Chris Evans, where he had superpowers or something? Or was that... No, wait, wait. Hold on. Blink. Blink. Was that the one where there was a blind... I, I blind, truly oh. don't know what that is. Oh, that's all right. That's why we do this. We do yeah, get our detective blank. skills on and go look. There was a... With Madeline Stowe in 18... Yeah. Uh, I remember this oh, movie. Oh, wow. 1994. Yeah, I remember this movie. She's blind. Michael Apted directed it. Oh man, I I like I have no idea who I watched it with. Um, this was the era of of '90s Madeline Stowe movies where it was okay to watch because you know at some point she's gonna get naked, and it's oh. for one <laughs> tiny little soft scene you'll be like, oh, 
Oh, there she is. All right. And then you're like, crappy thriller continues. Because I'm guessing that was crappy of, I've I've only watched it once, obviously, and I remember nothing about that movie. (laughs) So, yeah, a rip-roaring comedy. Good job. (laughs) I nailed that one right on the head. Yes. Uh, Blink. Wow. So you no no recollection. I have no idea. It was at Tinseltown, or it was an action. I'm not even sure if it was. No, Tinseltown wasn't around then. So it was probably movies ten Worcester, oh, or Dover. Oh, yeah. it's a Cinemark. No, no, yeah, it was a Cinemark. Yeah, that'd have probably be Worcester, or it would have been the old uh, what's now the uh, Dollar Theater. That was the yes. yeah. Okay, interesting. Okay, my turn. What do you want? Um, a uh, a heartfelt drama. Oh, you're you're reaching, <laughs> but what do I know? Yeah, <laughs> you never know. Judas Priest. Yeah, this is a heartfelt drama. Uh, from 2012, Total Recall. Was that the Dollar Theater? Uh, dollar fifty matinee. Tuesday, 12.30 oh. p.m. I don't even remember right. seeing this in the theater. But I, yeah, me too. Huh. Yeah, well, yeah, I, guess I, I guess I saw it in the theater. <laughs> All right. Um, and your thoughts on that movie? It was a serviceable film, I guess, but why call it Total Recall? It had barely anything to do with the uh, original film, which, as I understand, didn't have that much to do with the original novel or it was based on. Yeah. Uh, I haven't read it, so I don't know that. But uh, the Arnold one is so much fun. It's like, why why bother remaking that unless you're going to really go gonzo, go, go for it, or do a completely different take? And they did something... That's the worst remake you can do because it's in the middle, where mm-hmm. it's like it's average, it's fine. The ideas were fine, the stuff they introduced was fine, but it wasn't good, uh, great. I don't know. I just thought it was. It's a thing that exists. Yeah, I, I yeah, I've watched it uh, maybe twice now. I have too, and it's eh, it's I don't know when you're when you're gonna be like that. Why even bother calling it Total Recall? And we got this other remake coming out soon, um, Point Break. Why? Yeah. Why even bother making a, a a remake? I know people say that all the time, but why even bother making a remake to that? It's not like there was something about that movie that was so significant as an action movie that would really stand apart from just any other action movie. Like you could just make an action movie where guys are robbing banks and doing extreme sports stuff, and not call it Point Break, and nobody would even care. Yeah. Um, so. Whoop de do, I guess. Uh, yeah. We'll, whatever. Yeah. I I do think that uh, that the Total Recall remake it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it wasn't great. I'm not saying but, it's bad. Yeah. Okay. Next. I've just it, a boring ass thriller. A boring ass thriller. Yep. Um. Oh. Nope. <laughs> ack ack ack. Uh, that's, that's the movie? Ack, ack, ack. Ack, 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 ack. <laughs> I don't oh, know, but I have a feeling it's another my, comedy. That's my Mars Attacks. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> I seriously, I'll bet the last time I watched the, that movie, did you not have that on Laserdisc? Yes, I did. I bet that's the last time I watched yeah. it. It's been that long. Yeah, I like that movie. No, that's a that's one of the uh, thumbs up Tim Burton movies. Yeah, 
Not original. It was an original. Yep. James Brown starring, uh, not James Brown. Um, uh, the Brown that played for the Browns. (laughs) Oh yes. And Pam Greer was in that too, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Jack Nicholson. Hamming it up. That was a crazy cast. Yeah. Good job on the comedy. Yeah. So you're just picking out the opposite of anything I say. That's that's <laughs> that's the game we're playing now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. What do you want? Um. Uh, let's go horror. I'm I, feeling that uh, horror is going to come up here pretty soon. Oh boy, this is an old one. Uh, well, older one, 2005. What is that? Screen one. This might. This must have been uh, went on vacation in the Outer Banks or something. I don't recognize oh. this ticket. Uh, the Island. Oh, nice. Would that be the Michael Bay movie? I'm guessing the Ewan McGregor one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good movie. Yeah, that's that's one of the thumbs up. Uh, Michael Bay movies. Yeah. That, that yeah that was it's a fine movie a tad long but it's still a good. Uh, an entertaining watch for a blow em up and sci-fi and and a complete uh, blatant ripoff of parts the Clonus horror. I don't it care is. what you say. This is oh, not one totally of those. Is. This is not one of those remakes like I was just suggesting where there's there's nothing that unusual. Go ahead and remake it. Uh, this one is very specifically a complete ripoff of that movie. <laughs> the totally. entire premise it just is mind-boggling that he can. Got, got away with that. I don't even know yeah. if he did. Maybe he had to pay something for that. I don't know. If it was on Mr. Science Theater, probably not much. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Most of those people are either not alive or too ashamed to admit that they were involved in making the film. I don't yes. know. <laughs> and actually, you know, uh, that the original the uh, parts, even in Mystery Science Theater, it's a bad movie, sure, but compared to most of that Mystery Science Theater garbage, it's not that bad. You know no, what I mean? It's the, not the original. Huh? It's extremely cheesy, dated '70s grindhouse, whatever. But yeah, interesting enough premise. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree, and I, I think that the, I'm not sure where that would fall on Michael Bay's list of movies, but it would definitely, for me, be in the mid to upper tier for me. I really liked that movie. That might make top five. Yeah. So. Cool. Okay, so next up for me. Oh, uh, screw you. Give me a damn horror movie, you bastard. You're the horror guy, and you haven't given me a horror movie in like I know. four episodes of Theater what, Ticket what was the last? Let's see what the last horror movie was. The Relic. I had The Relic once. Where was that? That was... We do three um, an episode. Go back by three. That probably was four episodes ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Was, yeah. <laughs> no. Hey, yo, you got a winner. Oh, really? Thirteen ghosts. All right, Jack. Yep, Clapp. you actually got a. Yep, you got a winner. Uh, I was playing the I odds. Still, it was only a matter I still of time. like that movie. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, that's a good movie. Uh, I dark, haven't seen it in forever. Yeah, not Dark Castle's best, but uh, that was still an enjoyable movie. I remember that. Like, whenever I think of that movie. I think of uh, Matthew Lillard getting sliced in half with a w- with a glass, like a big sheet of glass. Is that how he and, went? Okay, I, I know somebody. And the one side did. of him slides down, and you can see how his entire insides. And it was a great a great effects gag. I really liked that. And who was the? Uh, there was a Shannon Elizabeth or um, a, oh boy, I can't remember. I just remember Matthew Lillard because I love him. <laughs> yeah, he was. Even though like he's in a lot of terrible movies, I still enjoy 
I don't know. I still enjoy the guy. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that's a good movie. I don't know if I'd go that far. It hasn't held up on rewatch. I watched it, you know, a time or two, and it was like, eh. What, so what is your favorite Dark Castle uh, movie? Other than Rock and Roll is a Dark Castle movie, but... No, 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 that's the horror. Um, the horror. Probably a toss-up between House on the Haunted Hill and uh, Ghost Ship. Ghost Ship's yep. really good, but... Uh, same here. Those are my two. Probably Ghost Ship is my favorite. I That movie... I couldn't believe how much I liked that movie. And you and I saw that movie together and we're like, what? This is, this is good. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I think my review got better with rewatches. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it grew on me, but then again, you they picked a cast that I really liked that main guy on that movie. I love that guy. The yeah. ship captain, uh, Ah, there were other people in that movie I really liked too, but I, all kind of character actors they threw together. But I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed the story. Can't go wrong with Little Mudvayne beginning and end. I know. Yeah, oh, uh, Gabriel Byrne. <laughs> there you go. I love yeah. Gabriel Byrne. Um, yep. And then ha- House on Haunted Hill, I thought, was kind of cheesy, but had a couple scary parts. And then the more I watch it, it's it's got some terrifying parts. Yes, it does. And it does. It, the only problem with that movie is the ending is so lame. Oh, I know. With the CGI, oh, it does so not bad. work. It's so bad. But eh, I still give both those movies thumbs up. Thumbs up though. Oh, yeah. It's, it's weird. Carl, I'm on IMDb here, and Carl Urban was in uh, Ghost Ship. as One of the deckhands or something? Yeah. There yeah. was also that guy from Go, who's kind of a comedian-ish guy. Uh, yeah. I, I don't... I, I always confuse him with an actual stand-up comic. Uh, <laughs> um... Ron uh, Elder. I uh, I don't know. Goose. Yeah. I'm looking it up myself here. Yeah. Hang on, listener. We're we're looking. We're using the internet. Just wait. Yes. Um. And Desmond Harrington is the. Uh, yeah, Ron Elder. Yeah. I've never spoken his name alive. Uh, aloud. <laughs> <laughs> alive. I'd, alive. Yeah, I've never spoken his name alive. No, aloud. I've I've never, <laughs> I've never known his name. I just recognize him. Like that's the guy from. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Carl Urban. That's hilarious. Emily Browning was. Oh man, she was the little ghost girl. Um. Who is she? Emily. Oh, Br- she was, she wow, was the star no of way. Sucker Punch and Lemony Snicket. I like her a lot. Wow, has she grown up? Oh, yes, she has. <laughs> I like her a lot, though. I think she's uh, one of the better young actresses working today, and that's something that I'm constantly complaining about because I feel like there's a lot of uh, bad actresses that just get gigs because they're hot, and that irritates me because they have no talent. Yeah, I agree. You know, another one that comes <laughs> Megan to mind, Fox. like Megan. Yeah, <laughs> amen. But uh, another one that uh, that I really like that I think is, I wish she would be in more movie. More movies. More movie. Uh, is Be more movie. More <laughs> um, Oh, boy. I, she hasn't been in a whole lot, but Imogen Poots mm. is her name. Absolutely. Imogen Poots, yeah. She's on She's on the rise, too. Yeah, because she was great in Fright Night. Yeah, and 28 she, Days Later, she was a, a lot younger in 28 Days Later, but I really like her. Oh, I totally agree. I just saw a trailer with her in it the other day. She was in Need for Speed, another movie I'd like you to watch at some point. Yes. Um, yeah, I'd like to watch that. And Filth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disagreeing. It's fun. <laughs> okay. But I, lo- I love her name because it, it would not 
lead you to believe that there is a, a good-looking uh, <laughs> girl there, but yeah. yeah, very much so. Hold on a sec. Yes. There was something else. I want her, her oh, V for Vendetta. Yeah, there was something in her that something in her uh, queue that I, I associate her with. Oh, Centurion. Fright Night for sure. There was something else. I can't remember. Ah, at any rate, yeah, she's definitely one of the hotter up and up and coming young actresses that I think can play kind of any role. I've seen yeah. her in multiple things that it's like, wow, you're all over the place. But I I appreciate that. Yeah, my favorite though is Fright Night because that is a gem in the rough yeah. and. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. What do you want over here? Last one. Um. Let's go with uh, action movie. Just an action movie, huh? What do we got here? Wow, dude. I I think you nailed it. Oh. Mask of Zorro. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a period one, but I would call that yeah, that, that counts. Yeah. Adventure. Action adventure. Yeah. Sure. Mask of Zorro. Wow. Is that now? Here's the problem I have with the, these uh, Antonio Banderas Zorro reboots, whatever. Um, which one came first? Because there was Mask of Zorro and Mark of Zorro, wasn't it? Or Yeah. I can never I watched keep, them both and I can't remember them at all. I can't keep track of which one came first. Uh, but I did like both of them. I thought the first yeah. one was slightly better, and I believe that's a Martin Campbell film. Mr. Oh, Mr. Doing my your Bond episodes over there on your cinema. That's right. Yeah. Two movies you gave big thumbs up to, both directed by Martin Campbell. Yeah. I You know, I think that he should come back and do another Bond movie. Um, The time is... Is the time right? How many has it been? Four? Uh, when it's time to reboot, when we bring in another actor, then it's time. Then it's time. Yeah, okay. he, did, he did Goldeneye <laughs> and he did uh, Casino Royale. So... <laughs> Whenever it's time for a refresher, bring in Martin Campbell. Yeah. And I'm good with that. I actually, yeah, yeah love that guy. Um, but yeah, Mask of Zorro, I'm not sure if that was the first one or the second one, but I'll just kind of review both. Uh, the first one I really enjoyed. That thing's a ton of fun. That's like the first Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. It perfectly cast with uh, Antonio Banderas. And uh, not much really to say about that. Uh well, except for um, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that's right. He was in that. Oh, he's the one that's the teacher. He steals the show. Um, and then yeah. the second one, I it wasn't quite as good just because they were repeating the formula. But it was still very watchable. It was quite enjoyable. And there was some big train wreck action in it, I think. Maybe. I don't know. The first one was better because it's uh, origin and uh, rebooting yeah. such an old character and... I don't know. It, it worked for me. It's fun. It's fun adventure time. <laughs> and that's yep. about it. Martin Campbell. I'm just looking here. Martin Campbell just to see what he's been up to lately. Um, boy, not much. Uh, Edge of Darkness. Green Lantern. Oh, man. Yeah, he did Green Lantern. He also did that uh, bad uh, Mel Gibson movie when Mel Gibson was trying to get his mojo oh, back. Edge of Darkness. Yes. Oh, I did not like that no, movie. No, it was terrible, but I don't blame him for that. Sorry, I don't. Yeah, Vertical Limit. I liked Vertical Limit. I actually <laughs> that's a that terrible that's movie, but I like it really? too. Really? Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Go rewatch it again. The CGI is terrible, and the whole premise and everything is so convoluted and stupid, but, <laughs> but I still like now, that movie too. <laughs> isn't that the one with... Uh, um, Chris O'Donnell's in that. Yeah, Chris O'Donnell. 
yeah, Mask of Zorro, I'm seeing, that's the first one. I, okay. I believe. So then the second, yeah, that's the, Martin Campbell directed the first one. And then the next one was Mark of Zorro. Give, just give me a two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Martin Campbell also made No Escape. No Escape. From 1994, the, uh... Yeah. Yeah, Ray Liotta. Dude, Ray Liotta. Yeah, that movie rules. <laughs> that movie needs to be on Blu-ray. It's not on Blu-ray at all? No. Oh, not to it. my knowledge. It's I love not, that no. movie. That's one of the gems of the 90s, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I actually have told several people, uh, when we were doing filming stuff, uh, people that were going to play bad guys, go watch that movie. That's the way you play a bad guy. Just because it was understated the way that that guy played it. I don't even know his name, but I always associate him with that, uh, with that movie. Yeah. So it throws me off when I see him in other movies and he's just being fatherly or now at this point, grandfatherly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but man, that movie kicked so much ass. I re- I really like that movie. Sweet. Yeah. I, I should give that one a rewatch. I saw that one in the theater too. I remember that one in the theater. Oh, and it's got, so- uh, it, it, that one is a, a hallmark of the 90s for me, as far as action goes and sci-fi. Yeah. Because it, it played to its strengths as far as using practical set, sets and explosions. And um, there was a little bit of... There was a CGI... Not CGI, but a sci-fi bookend to that movie where they were dropping these prisoners off of the prison planet. Um, oh, man, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's all ta- it all takes place in the future. And the worst of the worst prisoners, they fly out in future future helicopters and land them on this island and drop them off there and then they have to just survive and the one half of the island is friendly folk trying to build a community with lance henriksen as their mayor or whatever oh yeah that's right and then on the other side they were all like cannibal crazy lunatic lord of the flies went nuts on that side um and the one guy was their dictator and he was such a badass but all the time he was not like screaming and yelling he would just be like, I'm going to be leader now because I really want to be in charge. And his eyes would go yes. wide and everybody's like, um, He's oh, crazy. and by the way, I dissolve the council and rolls their heads down the steps. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to give that one a rewatch sometime. It's a good movie. It holds up. It's a good movie. Kevin Dillon's in it. Yeah. Oh, he he's probably the worst part about it, though. He's so annoying. But he's playing such a, a, a kid. An I- yes. He's playing an idiot kid, but... Ugh. I kind of recall, and this might be spoiler, but I think that he meets a very untimely death in that movie. Um, No, it's extremely timely. Okay. Uh, it's on purpose. He's okay. forced to fight Ray Liotta. Okay, yeah, I I, yeah. I don't remember. Oh. Ray, Ray Liotta in the uh, late 80s and early 90s, he was a badass. He was, and I that's why it's... Like, I hate see to, seeing him in NARC. While he was fantastic in that movie, I don't want to see him in that role. I don't want to see him as being just kind of a dirty cop, maybe... I want to see him going balls out, good fellas, psycho nuts, because that's how yeah. he looks. And yeah, he does. He looks crazy. And that's how he is in this movie. He's nuts. But in a good way, like he's kind of a good anti-hero, yeah. since they're all technically uh, convicts, whatever. Yeah. Oh. He, he's hmm. uh, murderous. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I got to give that one a rewatch, definitely. 
Okay, well, we've uh, derailed all over the place with Theater Ticket Lottery, but that was fun. Eh, we've yeah. got plenty of time to get into Recently Watched. Uh, and we I've been all over the place with Recently Watched since I've been now, escaped the horror-thon. Yeah, yeah, now I want to say, are we going to touch at all on uh, movies that we love that um, get a lot of hate, or is that going to be a future thing? Hmm? What are you talking movies about? That we re- movies that we really like that get a lot of hate from the online community and just general I'd, I feel like uh, you're talking about a conversation we were having and I don't remember having. Yeah, we, uh, we were going back and forth today about we should talk about... Oh, no, no, no. That, that's about introducing guests. Oh, guests yes. Guests. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, we're going to be having uh, some... Uh, guest hosts come on and not, I shouldn't, I don't know, do you call them guest hosts? Because they're not replacing anybody. Uh, but we're going to have third parties coming on and I thought a quick way to get to know them or get an idea of where they stand on some movies is to throw, give them a quick uh, rundown of like, hey, what do you think of this movie? One word. Ready? Go. Go down the list. So like in yep. 30 seconds you can get an idea of where they stand on some stuff. Which is what makes their uh, reviews and comments have context. Because I hate it when you just read a random review and it's like, this is the worst abomination I've ever seen. And you're like, well, I don't agree with you on anything else. So why would I value your opinion at all? Yeah. And vice versa. This is the great at Transformers 3. Is the, It redefines the genre. You know, eh. Robot yeah. Overlords was so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Or Cruel and yeah. Unusual was passable thumbs up. Well, obviously, you're an idiot. No. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Or, or I won't watch anything other than Sean Connery's James Bond. Everything else other than that sucks. That's it. That's it. He's yeah. the beginning and the end. Yeah. Like, eh. Okay. Those movies are so overrated. But that brings me to a quick tease for a future episode. I would like us to do a segment, uh, maybe an episode, uh, it might take two episodes, where we uh, run down the uh, Bond movies. Yes. I, I still have a, uh, a, I don't know, a third of them that I have to watch yet, because I was doing a Bondathon here, oh, about a year ago, um, and I hadn't quite uh, procured all of them. Now I have every single one, uh, and so I'm going to finish getting all those files put into my folder, and I still have to see Spectre, but... At that point, sometime in the future, might be a couple months yet, but we'll we'll do a breakdown of the Bond series. Yeah, that that actually might be a good one. That once we're done with the top one hundred and we're into the new year, yeah. January. I was thinking like usually, I think February is when AMC does their Bond uh, Bondathon, or uh, okay. Some, there's some cable channel that does does it. I believe in February where they show every Bond movie. So I thought, eh, we'll, we'll save that. I still got a bunch to rewatch. Because especially those Roger Moore ones, and Eugene was just talking about it on his latest episode of Cinema Soft Underbelly. Was it ninety eight? Is that where we're at? Yes, okay. I'm at ninety eight. Yeah. Not episode ninety eight, where he's breaking down a bunch of Bond stuff. And I had already planned this before you snuck ahead of me and did a Bond episode. I already had this brewing, but I just haven't <laughs> got around to it uh, of us breaking down the entire Bond series from beginning to end. But uh, you know, probably we'll do a rate, rank of all of them. What's your favorite? What do you hate the most? Whatever. And that's where, what, 25, 28, yeah. something like that. That's and what... by then, you, I'm guessing you will have watched Spectre. Right, so... yeah, it's going to be a dollar theater for me, probably. Yeah. Um, but I'll, I'll, 
yeah. When I get that checked off the list, then that, it'll kick that the, the, the fire up on that segment. Um, <clears throat> plus, I have a whole bunch of them to rewatch over here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because a lot of those, uh, I also grew up with the um, Roger Moores like you did. And yeah. So I, that was definitely my first exposure. exposure. But so many of those titles are completely interchangeable and forgettable to me that I can't keep track what each of them is. Live and Let Die and Tomorrow Never Dies, Day After Die, Day Tomorrow. Yeah. I, most of those I can't, I can't keep straight. Like, I have to go, tell me something about the movie so I can kind of remember what the hell it's about. And then, yeah. okay, I kind of vaguely remember that one. Uh, so until I have all those review files plopped into the folder, it's just going to have to wait. Yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, but that's for another time. <clears throat> Recently watched. What do you got, sir? Kick us off. Well, uh, should I delve into my Spectre review? Because uh, that's the first on my list, or should I hold off on that until we do our Bond episode? No, no, go for it. That's that's current, so you can go ahead and... Okay. That's fine. Uh, so, I I watched Spectre, and I had... Uh, my expectations are always very high for the Daniel Craig series, because I think that he is a, an excellent... Well, I don't want to say he's an excellent Bond, but the style that they're going with uh, with the Daniel Craig series is uh, I, I really like, especially after the whismical... <laughs> Every episode, you got a whismical. <laughs> uh, just the... Hey, you're not uh, you're not going to get at me by, by shitting on Pierce Brosnan. I, I've, yeah. I, we all know that I love and adore Goldeneye, but... I've also been very honest that every other one of them has been terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it truly is unfortunate because Pierce Brosnan is, one, a good actor, and two, a great Bond. I think that he's a really good James Bond. He looks the part. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he couldn't have at least given us, uh, other than Goldeneye, I'm with you on Goldeneye, at least one Timothy Dalton-esque but uh, Bond movie. as I've said before, it's not he given us. It's he got rode out of the role or something. Because yeah. all the writing was absolutely terrible after the Martin yeah. Campbell Goldeneye. Yeah. They were god awful. So it's unfortunate too, and it, and it's unfortunate that Timothy Dalton get, didn't get more of a chance with uh, with his Bond movies because they're they're both good. They're both really good. Well, as we've. Uh, as I've also, as I've said before, everybody has a different take on Bond, and none of no two takes are ever the same. Um, as we've dis- discussed on Facebook this week with with some friends, some people were like, yeah. "This is one of my top five favorite Bonds ever," and you were like, "This is in my bottom five Bond ever." <laughs> yeah. I, I agreed with you because we we're very close on Bond, you and I. I we are yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> not on everything, but we're like you really hate the world is not enough, and let's just say I wouldn't put it in my bottom five. It wouldn't be anywhere near the top, but it it would be above the bottom five. <laughs> Christmas only comes once a year. Oh, trust me, <laughs> hey, there uh. there are equal amounts of. Roger Moore ones that are have as terrible a lines in it as uh, that movie. Trust me, I, I'm not defending that movie. I'm just saying I don't I think it'd be like six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, <laughs> it would yep. not be anywhere near the top. Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's anyway. yeah, it is interesting how everybody has a different 
level with the Bonds, and I, I you know, Sean Connery I think is good, but I he's not the greatest, greatest, greatest Bond, and it's like, oh, no, none of those can touch him. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, no, I've, we're, again, we're on the same page, and yeah. For all the love that he gets, and well deserved, because he defined a character, he invented he it. Did. It was he was the first out the gate. Go back to, and watch Doctor No, and explain to me what that movie's about. It's incomprehensible. It's so yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah, I still love it. I still own every single Bond movie. Don't get mad at me, yeah. people. I, I love Bond. Yeah. I grew up on it, but yeah. Yeah, he ain't the be all end all. <laughs> yeah, and and that that what the hell is going on type of thing went right on with uh, from Russia with Love, which is in my bottom five, uh, and I think that Sean Connery hit his stride with uh, Goldfinger, which I think that's the best Sean Connery. Uh, James Bond movie, but I, mean, we're, I know we're yeah, totally we're getting, just, we're yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, Spectre, 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 um, yeah, Spectre. How is Spectre? I will wait, wait, wait. For, be very... But for reference, uh, at least do real quick. What do you think of Daniel Craig and the Craigs? His, uh, his I, I think they're great. I, they're so far removed from the other James Bond movies. Uh, even the Tim, the Timothy Daltons are the closest ones I can compare the Daniel Craig series to. Uh, with a little bit more serious tone, hard-hitting, uh, violent. They're more in that vein. And I think the Timothy Dalton's movies were ahead of their time. I do. Mm. Um, but the the Daniel Craig movies, I, I like all of them. The one that I still, I can't believe, gets so much hate online is Quantum of Solace. I think that that is a, a great, fast-paced action movie that... Bookends, uh, Casino Royale, Casino Royale set up. I yeah. think it's really, really good. Um, Spectre. I, I'm trying to find a place for Spectre in the rest of Daniel Craig's series. This is the closest thing to an older James Bond movie that we've had with the Daniel Craig series by far. Uh, there's a little bit more jokey humor in it, not much, but a little bit more. Uh, it's it it a little bit more of the you know, bad guys lair and the what James Bond couldn't pull that off, which all James Bond movies are like that, but they definitely tried with the Sean, uh, with the uh, Daniel Craig ones to ground it more in reality mm-hmm. as much as they could. This one here is a lot more Roger Moore ish where, yeah, you know, I've heard that. I also heard that they uh, popped Easter eggs in there to reference tons of past Bond adventures and stuff. Yeah, I got some of them. I picked up on some of them. Um, it's it's not my favorite Daniel Craig movie, but it, of course, it, it's getting, you know, a lot of people dislike it. It's not, no, it's of course not near that bad. Uh, so, okay. anyway. So, spec, anyway, it's, spec tray, thumbs up. Thumbs up, oh yeah, it gets a thumbs up. Okay. It gets a thumbs up. It's, uh, it's to, I would say the upper ranks of the Bonds, but definitely not in the top Definitely not in the top five, top ten. Maybe that's all Maybe. right. There, there, there is a flood of Bond movies in there that are mediocre. Yeah, there are. There, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. So, uh, I'm gonna do a little double header here. Uh, okay. I watched a couple of old school kung fu movies because they've been adding so many lately. Oh, I know. Uh, I had to try and check a few off the list, and a few hit. Uh, uh, one of the Facebook groups that we're both on, I was like, okay, it's time for me to check that out because I threw that on the roulette. You didn't take it. Screw it. It's I'll give it a chance. 
Five Elements Ninjas. Ooh. This movie kicked so much ass. Holy crap. The red paint blood flows freely, my friend. And the storyline is unique, which is something you don't find in a lot of old school kung fu. Uh, Quite enjoyed this movie. Uh, It it was funny. I think there was uh, credits uh, introducing people about mm, halfway through the movie. (laughs) They would go somewhere else, and it's another set that's made to look like it's outside with a bad background painting uh and they would say subtitle something something ninja or something something this weapon because at the very beginning it had an opening card that said they did tons of research to make sure that all of these weapons were accurate and they used uh these clothes this style of clothing so when those weapons would pop up it would pause and say i don't know japanese symbols for or Chinese symbols for uh, whatever weapon they were wielding. And there were so many weird weapons. There were dozens and dozens of strange weapons in this movie that I've never seen before. Um, And the storyline basically is that these, uh, this regular school is challenged by these ninjas and then they go out to fight because they don't, have you heard of ninjas? I don't know what ninjas are. And you're like, okay, well, you're screwed, because ninjas are the best at what they do, and they don't give a crap. They'll just kill the crap out of everybody. Uh, So they go out after fire ninjas and earth ninjas and uh, water ninjas and, you know, all this. And it's hilarious. But then when they get down to fighting, it's actually freaking badass. I Uh, added it to my list. And lots of red paint blood. Lots of it. And even some gory parts. There was one part where a guy steps on... Hmm. His own testicles and kills himself, maybe? Or maybe it was Ooh. his intestines? I couldn't quite tell. I didn't know what we were trying to be led to believe. Uh, but it was gross. Um, just bear with it for a while because it's, you know, it's not uh, immediate, but there's plenty of uh, that fakey blood gore in there. To keep. And it's, I see that it was made in 1982, so that's a little bit in the uh, later years of, uh, yeah, when they, of the Shaw Brothers. Yeah, and uh, they just produced this movie. And same with the next one I'm going to review. They just produced. They didn't direct. Mm. Um, but I felt it had a very unique storyline and enjoyed it all the way through. Uh, I, I actually was like, I don't know where this is going. I don't know what's going to happen next. And that's very unusual for me and Kung Fu. Uh, next up was The Five Venoms. Also loved this movie. Uh, oh, yeah, that movie kicks ass. I've seen that one. Are you serious? Yeah. With, with five, the, oh, the, yeah. the Venom clan and the, the toad and the snake and the... Oh, yeah, I, I, yes, I have that on Blu-ray. I am shocked because I would, <laughs> yeah. I, I would of the two, The Five Venoms, I would have been like, uh, maybe I shouldn't recommend it to him too highly. Oh, that movie kicked ass. <laughs> uh, well, if you like that, you'll like Five Elements Ninjas. The Five Venoms freaking kicked ass. That movie oh, was yeah. so awesome, and I, it's because I was so engrossed in the story. Yeah. Uh, and, and then when the action came around, it was, oh, that, it was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm shocked. I didn't know you had that movie. I, wow. Oh, I've got that on Blue. Oh, that's one of my favorite Kung Fu movies. That, it's 
Oh. It's not 30, 36th Chamber of Shaolin. Not every, and, uh, quit comparing them. Not every movie has to be that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely not that, but it has a unique storyline. Again, for yeah. a kung fu movie, that's a unique... I guess it's based in revenge of you poisoned my master, so I gotta go collect these five Venom dudes and try and beat the other Venom dudes. And yeah. you know, But it still was like, that's a unique take I have not seen before. And I own hundreds of old school kung fu. So if I haven't seen it, trust me, it's unique. <laughs> uh, but the HD transfer on Netflix was gorgeous. I loved it. I, I mean, wow, I'm just really stunned that you have this on Blu-ray. You watched a kung oh, fu yeah. movie I haven't seen. Yeah. <laughs> that in itself is yeah, amazing. That, that was, uh, I, and that one there gets uh, high accolades in the, you know, kung fu, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, community community yeah so awesome well that's great because that 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 would have been the one of the two that i would be hesitant to recommend to you like i was gonna like prep you like it's i really loved it but i don't know if you would but <laughs> but five elements ninjas oh i look forward to hearing your review of that one but watch it all that's... the way through because it gets crazier as it goes and but it's it's the typical storyline no it's not it's it's it no it's not uh, the this normal school gets attacked by a bunch of ninjas that are all study different different kinds of ninjutsu. Uh, and they get mostly wiped out except for one guy who just happened to have trained with a little bit of ninja from and he needs to train a little bit more and hook up with four other dudes who learned all these other styles of ninja and then they go on a rampage and kill the shit out of everybody. And it's, Excellent. And it's great special effects and great uh, weaponry. The like, uh, not Thirty Six Chamber, but uh, what was the other one? The Shaw Brothers did with, uh, where there was tons of weird weapons and the beheading weapon and um, oh, the, the uh, flying guillotine. Yes, like that movie where there's a bunch of weird weapons. Uh, they have dozens of weird weapons, and it's great. The, some of the sets are hilariously Star Trek original cheesy. Uh, but just kind of roll with it because it's worth it. There is some seriously gory shit in that movie. Dismemberments. I don't. Excellent. I don't want to give it away because that's odd that the, that there it was that gory because Shaw Brothers generally. I mean, they're not that crazy. Yeah, but I don't. Uh, they just produced, and yeah, it's a later right. one, so maybe they're trying to spice it up. You know. Yep. This had been after that would have eighty two. That would have been after Bruce Lee was on the scene. So you got to start doing something to change it. Yeah. It was great. I, I really liked it. Again, it's got some cheese, but just roll with it because it gets better as it goes. Okay, enough of that. Uh, back to you. Uh, okay, <clears throat> I want to talk about a uh, Italian Giallo movie that I watched, and this one here I was actually going to talk about on uh, Cinema Soft Underbelly, uh, but. I wanted to do my James Bond episode, so I'm like, you know what? This gets relegated to Movie Freaks. This definitely fits more onto my show, but I want to talk about it on this show because you need to watch this movie. Oh, wow. Uh, This is complete gem in the rough. I cannot believe I have not seen this movie until now, and that is Your Vice is a Locked Door. And only I have the key. Holy crap. Long title yeah. uh, ever award goes to. Yes. Your, say that again. Your your vice is a locked door and only I have the key. <clears throat> this is a Blu-ray that I got. It's a double feature Blu-ray with uh, Lucio Fulci's Black Cat. It's it's 
Both of the movies are based on Edgar Allan Poe's Black Cat story. Okay. Uh, and this one here is directed by Sir, uh, uh, Italiano de Italiano <laughs> Spanish man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was somehow more respectful than the butchering of the name that was to come. <laughs> yes. Uh, well played. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's 1972, directed by Sergio Martino. And of course, it, when you finally yes. find the name, it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay, yes, so... Um, Carry on. Uh, this is your... This is classic Jalo right here, uh, which is a thriller murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And... Everything about this movie... This is one of, if not, about the best that I have ever seen. I gave it four and a half out of five stars. Wow. I I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this movie. Um, mainly because they keep adding layers and layers onto the whodunit. It's a, it's a whodunit movie. And uh, you think you have it figured out, and then something else happens. And something else... And then the whole time in the background, you're like, okay, well, this is a... This is based on Edgar Allan Poe's Black Cat. Like, how is that going to tie into this? And it does beautifully. Beautifully. So, uh, it, it, it's hard for me to talk about the movie without spoiling it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, here's a very brief synopsis of the movie. Uh, Oliviero is a burned-out writer living at his estate near Venice. His dead mother dominating his imagination. He is also a degenerate. Sleeps with his maid and... So far, this it's my autobiography. Okay, continue. Yes. yes. <laughs> Except no maid. Uh, so he's, he's married and he's a asshole to his wife. Somewhere in there, someone gets murdered. Mm-hmm. And uh, the... Cops starts start suspecting someone, and then more things happen. Are there okay? I'll it, so you don't give anything away. I'll just ask a few questions. Are there other murders along the way? Yes. Okay. Because yes. some of these jollos fall into the trap of the. There's a murder right up front, then the title card, and then nothing happens until the very end. Oh no 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 no! Okay. This is there's there's things sprinkled throughout here. This was this was so good. Like. Uh, it, this is Eugene Movie 101 right here. <laughs> yeah. It's early 70s, cool music, uh, great cinematography, great acting. Now, when I say great acting, <laughs> keep it in context. For the, yeah, for the, for the subgenre, I got it. Yes, but it was a really good movie. I cannot imagine you wouldn't enjoy that movie. Cool. Yeah. Uh, and it's it, Again, it's hard to talk about movies like this just because you give stuff away and that ruins the movie because I didn't... I had heard of this movie but I had never... Right, I understand. So, anyway. Okay. Uh, I have a lot to talk about so I'm going to keep... I'm going to keep double-headering these because some of these just don't deserve a lot of time. Uh, Stung. This was Mm. on the roulette I threw at you last time because it came up on Netflix. I assumed you had already seen it and of course you already had. Uh, yes. Giant killer wasps escape, and Lance Henriksen is attached, so we can get funding. We, uh, but yes. he was he was quite good in it, and I, I enjoyed the no name cast, and it was a fine little creature feature. But it got so ridiculous in the third act; it was like, come on. 
yeah. now now you're a sci-fi movie sci-fi channel original um so no i i will give you a completely average score of five out of ten and move on with my life and you're fine um okay and next up ted uh this is from uh, seth mcfarland uh oh you, where are you on this movie Eh, the first half was funny, and then it got weepy, sentimental, meh. Oh, I am I thought you really liked it. I'm glad to know that... No, the first half was hilarious. I, mm, I don't even know if I'll go that far. Uh, Flash Gordon, I remember. I remember. I recall Flash Gordon guy was in it, and that was funny, I think, and cocaine or something. And, yeah, uh, it sounds like you're giving it about a 3 out of 10, which is about how many times <laughs> I laugh during the movie. <laughs> So I'm very happy to hear that review. Good. Yeah, I, man, I, I, was... I thought I was walking into a, a shitstorm here with, I thought you'd no. like it, but because we're both fans of Family Guy, well, and that's yeah. and that in itself is kind of controversial because uh, a lot of people hate him and hate Family Guy, uh, but I watch all his shows. I enjoy them. I think they're amusing. I'm not going to go out on a limb and defend them <laughs> as being genius comedy or anything like that. But I figured. Uh, him stepping into the movie realm with Ted is a shoe in. Yeah, some stupid teddy bear and and Mark and Mark. Know. That's fine. I, I'm in. You know, I like him. I like Mark Wahlberg. I, I'm sure this will be funny. I figured it was a shoe in. I really did. Um, so imagine my surprise when 30 minutes into the movie and I'm like, wow, wow. I've I've really <laughs> only laughed about once. Um, and it's amusing. Where it's sort of like, eh, 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 eh. But I expect to be laughing a lot more. I sure laugh a hell of a lot more in a 30-minute episode of Family Guy or the yeah. the Star Wars takes they did, which I own on Blu-ray. Uh, oy. Yep. Yeah, it's, uh, this is not a raunchy comedy. This is a romantic comedy with a couple of raunchy bits. Yeah. Uh, so, no thank you. By the end, uh, and it goes on... Way too long. Way too long. This should Agreed. have been 80 yep. minutes, and it was an hour 45. Oh, God. No. Nope. Yeah. No thanks. I just remember Flash Gordon part. That, that was, was the, that, that is literally yeah. the only thing I remember of the movie is Flash Gordon. Yeah, that was laugh number two. <laughs> <laughs> and there's still 40 minutes left to go. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Uh, so, anyway, there's Stung and Ted. Back to you. Okay. Um, oh, man. Do I t- okay, well, uh, I want to talk briefly about the other Edgar Allan Poe movie that I watched, The Black Cat, Lucio Fulci. Um, I love the fact that Arrow Video paired these up in this double-disc set. Mm-hmm. And I've watched this movie before, and watching it again on Blu-ray, whenever you watch a movie on Blu-ray, it gives you a different perspective on the movie. To me, it does, at least, because it's generally cleaned way up. It sounds better. There's great special features, and this is no exception. There's great, great special features on these discs. And then uh, the Black Cat, I didn't realize this, the Black Cat came in between uh, Fulci's Zombie and The Beyond. Oh, wow. And, and City of the Living Dead. So it was like Zombie, City of the Living Dead, Black Cat, and The Beyond. And Black Cat, it doesn't really, it feels very much like that time, but it's never talked about in that the golden age of Lucio Fulci but watching it again and knowing that like really thinking about it it's like yeah that you know it has all the Lucio Fulci trappings of when he was really doing his thing 
but I found out, like, on the special features, they talked about how he he kind of did this as a favor to a producer friend of his, and it feels like that. It feels like it's a Lucio Fulci movie, but not quite the Beyond or his other kick-ass movies from the early 80s. It doesn't have the passion uh, behind it. Yeah, it, it, do, it doesn't. But there's some great ideas in there, and it I, I think you would, I know you'd like it. It's, uh, it's harmless. It's, <laughs> I mean, it, no, it, that's it, fine. That, that I is, understand what you're saying. It's harmless, but it's also a Fulci, so I'd, I, hey, I'd give it a chance. Yeah, and, and, and I like the fact that it's a, very much you can see the uh, the Edgar Allan Poe type right. stuff going on in this movie a lot more so than in in the other one. Uh, but I liked it. It's got that cool uh, cool music from that time period, and uh, I liked the kind of the how everything plays out to where I'm not sure. Do you know the story of the Black Cat? Uh, that one, it's not ringing any bells. What, what? Well, okay. Well, it's actually it's the uh, uh, like the Dario Argento short story in Two Evil Eyes. It's it's that story. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's... Uh, these are similar to that, but they all, they change the, you know, the main thing. Right. The main storyline. But this one here... This was, a, this was a doubleheader that I really want you to watch at some point, back-to-back, back, just to get your opinion on it. Uh, like, Black Hat, I'm very curious. You've seen the best of the best Fulci movies, so I'm curious where you would fall on this one. Like, um, anyway, That's all right. Yeah. Throw it my way. I'll I'll give it a watch and see what what's up with it. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Uh, now I'm done with my Italian stuff. <laughs> That's until my next until review. My... <laughs> dun dun. dun. <laughs> no, hold on. This is my shock face. No way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna do another back to back, and then I have one more. So three left. Um, kite. From 2014, this will be the live-action version of the anime movie with Sam Jackson and No Name, No Name. Um, Now, I picked this one up on the Uber Cheap because I have to see it, because I have the original anime, and I'm a fan of this movie. Um, I'm also shocked to discover I have the director's, not the director's cut, the, uh, the cut version of this movie. I don't have the uncut version. The anime. I'm just talking about the anime right now. Uh, Little synopsis. After being orphaned at a young age, her parents the victims of a brutal double murder. Sawa was taken in by a detective assigned to the case. Not content to just watch as the imperfect justice system lets more and more criminals go loose every day, he's decided to train her to be his instrument of justice. Uh, After all, who'd suspect a pretty college student of being a deadly vigilante. Now, in the... I'm talking about the original anime version. Mm -hmm. uh, I emphasize those words on purpose. Because while she may be a college student, she plays like she's 15, 14. She goes around playing uh, Catholic schoolgirl, young to reel in pedophile psychos and then murder them left and right, which, alright, that's fine. And this movie is brutally violent and extremely hardcore because they have flashback scenes of her in sexual situations implied very, very underage pedophile shit. Okay? Uh, Okay. It plays into the story, though. I don't want to give away the twist and the spoiler, blah, blah, blah. So, like, you're making that live action? How the hell are you going to do that? So, 
$2 on Blu-ray. That was pretty easy for me to pick up. I like, I really dig this movie, though. Even though it has those undertones, they're treated as disgusting, not uh, sexy. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, yeah. those scenes are meant to be revolting. Uh, which, <laughs> uh, you can go either way on anime sometimes. Uh, but they're meant to be disgusting in this movie. So that's why I still enjoy the movie. It's very graphic and disgusting. And I have the cut version, so I don't know what's in the uncut version. Anyway, uh, the live-action Blu-ray with Sam Jackson. Surely this is going to be a turd, straight-to-video, more or less. Actually, not too bad. It it filtered it all down as much as you would expect, but they did a great yep. job of casting with the actress, because uh, like Imogen Poots, or Imogen Poots, she's... 23, 25, but could play 16 very easily. You yeah. know what I mean? Has that kind of look to her. So she does that enticing thing to reel in uh, sickos and pedophiles and whatever and then kills them very brutally. Um, but, you know, it's neutered about as you would expect for a live-action version. That being said, still kind of entertaining. Do you remember Blood the Last Vampire? Yes. I picked up that Blu-ray on the cheap and, much like the anime, did the same thing where it kind of neutered it down a little bit. Uh, but still, it's watchable. So I'm probably not going to trade it in just yet because I'll give it another watch or two and see if it's something I, I want to keep in the vault or get rid of. But, you know what? Not not bad, but eh, it's not something I'm really like, you need to see this. Anyway. Um, okay. That being said, moving on to Jason X. Jason goes oh. to space. <laughs> Yay! I was doing a Jason-a-thon uh, Friday the 13th, uh, adding all those review files to my grand file of reviews. Uh, but Netflix didn't have Jason X. Well, I got my hands on it. Thank you very much, sir. And Because yep. I was like, it's been too long since I watched it. I need to re-re-review. With me in the theater. That's when we did. I really watch that with you. Yeah. Oh God. Well, watching. At least I saw the th- I saw the theater and I thought you were with me. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But mother of God, this is direct to TV quality garbage. Um, yep. I had fun watching it. I, I'm not gonna lie. I enjoyed watching this movie. It's terrible. It's sci-fi original. Terrible. Really terrible. Yes, it is. And it was enjoyable, but mostly I was just like. I'm I'm happy you guys had the balls to try something this stupid. That and that put a smile on my face. Go for it, man. Just go for it. But su- and they surprisingly, did. not a gory film. Even when they're blowing his head off, it's like not gory somehow. I don't know. Eh, whatever. But that review file has been checked off. So eh. I have one more to go. So uh, okay. go ahead and check off anything that you need to to get down to one or less. Okay, uh, definitely want to touch base on uh, another Blu-ray that I just watched. I've watched it. We've watched this movie numerous times, but I want to chime in on the Blu-ray release, the re-release of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Ooh, and this is uh, the Francis Ford Coppola version mm-hmm. that came out in 1992, and it is it has been a fantastic uh, movie. In fact, this is one that I am kind of regretting not having on my top 100 because it is not. And 
it's so good. I think that I I missed out on not having that on because it's not in my top twenty anymore, so I can't drop it in anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but the the new Blu-ray that was a it's a four K scan. It is gorgeous, and uh, watching there's a couple new special features, uh, interviews with Francis Ford Coppola and his son about the making of the movie and how he was so adamant about how we're going to make this movie on a soundstage like they made way, way, way back in the day. Only practical effects, in-camera effects, Mm -hmm. and everything about that works so good that the costumes were going to be a character in the movie. Mm -hmm. That not just the backgrounds, but the the characters themselves are going to be costumes that you're seeing on screen. And it, it is such a great movie. That is a, that I consider to be a modern day classic movie. Uh, as I understand, it was one of the very last films that did all completely in-camera effects. And that, yeah. like, the train sequence with the ghosty Dracula coming yeah. in, did you see the breakdown of that? Like, holy yeah. shit, was that It's in-camera. awesome. It's amazing. It's a gigantic pain in the ass, but... <laughs> yeah. But they did it, and now they have the story to tell, and in the movie itself, it's so good, and it, it holds up every bit as good now... It's not like, oh, we're watching, at the time, cutting-edge CGI that is now horribly dated. It's like, the effects then were so good, and they still are good now. Yep. The only the only flaw I see in the movie is... I <laughs> Here think it they, comes. Yeah. <laughs> Driver, was, take me to the crossroads! <laughs> take me to the crossroads! <laughs> uh, I'm being bitten by new chicks! Oh, no. <laughs> And I love Keanu, and I would never actually uh, give him a hard time because he's a great person in real he life. I, so, but some of the, just, some of the stuff in there, yeah, he... <laughs> yeah. Do you do know that the originally they originally wanted Johnny Depp in that role, and he would have totally. I think he would have totally fit. Um, I don't know. I kind of <laughs> need an un, unknown in the Harker role. Anybody known yeah. in there just feels weird to me. But that's just me. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love the take me to my the, hair's white now. Take me to the crossroads. I love that. You do know that one of the uh, blonde or not blonde, one of the uh, uh, naked horror wives of Dracula was Monica Bellucci. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> I know. I that. love that Easter egg. <laughs> yes. Not even an Easter but egg. The, but, but the yeah. effects still. Yeah. It, it's it's such a cool movie, and uh, as much as I love Christopher Lee in his portrayal of, of Dracula in the Hammer movies, uh, this this version of Dracula by... Uh, uh, no, I'm, I'm at a loss <laughs> Here, Mace, what, anyway. what, what are you looking for? Coppola? Uh, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman, yes. Yes. Home run. He was so good yeah. as Dracula in this thing. So good. He was, he was my connection to it, because it made... The, even Winona Ryder was not great. So... His acting was really what what really pulls me in, where it's it's it makes it gut wrenching because his acting is so good with his yes. uh, emotional reaction to everything that Winona Ryder's characters characters plural is doing. Yeah, yeah, and Anthony Hopkins is in it. He's great. Everything about the movie is beautiful. I love this movie, and other than a couple casting missteps, it would have got a perfect score. I agree. And that will hold that movie there will hold up for years and years and years. It already has. <laughs> it, yeah, it has. I saw that in the theater back in 1992. 
And uh, I loved it back then. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing something like this. And watching it again, every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm watching this movie for the first time. Because it's, it's the one scene where they're in the room and, and Dracula backs himself up into a corner. And, and, and you just see the eyes. And then the eyes turn into these, this big pile of rats. Oh, it's so badass. I lo- I'm like, how did they do that? That's so cool how he turns into a big pile of rats. Awesome. Dear yeah. Mina, I'm here and I can't go back home just yet <laughs> because I'm writing this letter with ghost effects over it in camera. And <laughs> Monica, Bellucci. Monica Bellucci's here and she's sucking the blood out of my dick. <laughs> Uh, I love you, Keanu. I really do. I will defend you in yeah. anything, but not so hot in that movie. <laughs> That's the only one where I'm like, not so good. Uh, yeah, anyway. but I, I'm right there with you. Keanu Reeves, uh, there's very few movies that I don't like him in, but this one here, he didn't fit in this movie. I, yeah, he could have. I just, something didn't click, but yeah. yeah. I love you, though, dude. You seem like a really genuinely awesome person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one more review, and then I'm done. And that is... Dun, 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 Barry Levinson's Sphere. We've Ooh. talked about this... Glossed over this many a time. But uh, I rewatched it on Netflix. Uh, HD, Super HD, whatever the hell that means. Uh, so I wanted to touch on it here. And I gave it lots of thought. I've seen it many a time. Um... I'm not backpedaling. I want to make that very clear. I am not backpedaling. <laughs> I'm just going to reel the review in a hair because I've only ever touched on it in a Twitter verse. Excuse me. Overview. 140 characters. Real light. Just saying it's great. Great might be a stretch. Uh, it might be a bit of my overlove for the audiobook. Uh, knowing the background, knowing the original text etc. That really makes me love this movie. Um, maybe even love is a little strong. Because there are some parts that are uh, questionable that work. Um, but, damn it, I, you know, because they gloss over some of the code-breaking stuff. They kind of hurry through uh, other elements that really lend fear to the uh, enemy or character. I don't want to give it away. Vague review! Yeah. Um, and so uh, knowing the backstory really gives that stuff depth that I may be giving a little bit more forgiveness to this film than uh, people that don't know the backstory are willing to give. And I understand that, and that's okay. I just encourage everybody to, before you watch this movie, seek out an audio book version, uh, preferably one with a lot of sound effects and, you know, <laughs> yeah. unedited and go that route first, and then dive on the movie, and then it sort of like gives you the in-between and the background a little better, so that you, when certain things happen in the movie, you'll be like, oh, I understand what's going on here. But enjoying it that way, I put, I still put this movie up there with underwater movies. I, I very much enjoy it. Um, and that's an unpopular opinion. A lot of pe- people think this movie is shit. I don't. I enjoy it. Uh, but then again, I listen to that damn audiobook so many times. Going a cassette tape 
<laughs> wow. Yeah, going back that far. But it was one that had uh, all kinds of, of noises and special effects and bubbles and water. And uh, Anyway, it was the unabridged version of the book, and it really dived into the uh, code breaking and all of that uh, stuff that goes on. I, it's hard to explain without sitting here for two hours and telling you every damn thing that happens in the movie. So... Uh, anyway, do you do you think that the uh, the effects do hold up though relatively well? Yeah, I didn't have any problem with any of that. It's just that some of the the story beats are a little rushed in transferring from book to movie medium, and you're going to have that. You can't spend a ton of time on on some of these details without making a three hour movie, and you can't make a yeah. three hour movie of this of Sphere. That would be sweet if you're like super fan, but otherwise you can't do that um, because it's it's. Would, would this make like a a good season one like a one season no deal no because it's it's an underwater psychological thriller, you know, and mm. and people go into it expecting full bore sci fi or full bore horror uh, or the abyss, and it's none of those things. It's completely different. It's yeah. It's so hard to explain, but I just encourage anybody who's thinking about rewatching that movie, give the audiobook a listen first, like or read the book, whatever, uh so that you have more context because there are certain scenes where like Sharon Stone is like freaking annoying. She's saying things and doing things and you're like, "Oh my god, you're just annoying and I hate you." Uh but <laughs> if you understand the context behind it, you know, when actors go into their their roles on these kinds of things, they read the book, they read the script, they have all this background dialogue they're talking about, um, and then you don't know what ends up on the cutting room floor. So they go back and they cut out motivation for this and motivation for that, motivation for this and her character for that, and then all, you're left with, oh, now she's a crazy bitch. And it's like, that's not fair. That's not fair, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that might not make any sense, but... If you are familiar with the audiobook or the novel itself, and then go visit the movie, you'll see what I'm talking about. There's a couple of scenes where you're like, why, why? But that it makes sense if you are familiar with the background. That's it for me on Recently Watched. Over to you, sir. That's going to be it for me. They're all done? Uh, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's a couple other things I could talk about, but I'm going to save that for the next episode because I, I want to dive into a couple things a little bit more. So I'll, I'll tease... Uh, I will tease the uh, season one of Fargo. I'm going to review that on our next episode. Okay, good. Yes, I'm sorry I ate up all your time on that. You want to talk about no, that no, tonight? No, no. I, I, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm going to tease Black Mirror several episodes into that oh. and tearing through it. Uh, Everly, I picked this up from Joe Lynch, right? Yes. Uh, yep. In, yeah. in an effort to support him and his yeah art. And Elysium, I got so damn cheap, I just could not resist the freaking Blu-ray. You're the horror dork, I'm the sci-fi guy. I couldn't, I couldn't help it. As much as I've blasted that movie in the theater, it was $2. Yeah. How do you pass up that Blu-ray, huh? I would have totally bought that too. So I'm going to give that one a rewatch and a re-review. Uh, that's coming soon. Okay, uh, anything else for this episode, sir? 
that's going to be it. Okay. As always, you can get a hold of us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. And please visit our friends, Cinema Sidekicks and Cinema Soft Underbelly, uh, both on iTunes. And that's going to do it uh, for this episode. I'm Eric Horn. And I'm Jim Bye. Thanks for listening.